It's July 17th, and this is episode 252. You are invited to join me, Meg Teets, and my co-host, Rebecca Hoffer, to get all nostalgic about the 90s. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, awesomes. You are listening to the show that's all about being smart, strong, and social. Whether you found us through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, by recommendation from a friend, or from our other show, Awesome Today, it is truly awesome that you are here. Again, this is episode 252, and today I'm visiting with Rebecca Hoffer, my longtime co-host, my dear friend, and the creator of SimplyRebecca.com. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Hello, Meg. How are you? I'm good. I'm so good. I'm so glad that we are getting to visit today. First of all, because I just always enjoy talking to you. Secondly, you have helped me, Rebecca, in such a real way to bring to fruition an episode style, kind of a topic I've been wanting to cover for so long. Listen, like most of us who grew up childhood, teen years in the 90s, I love talking all things 90s. It's so fun. I never get tired of it. It is so fun. And you happen to have on hand, and I want to hear the story of where you got this, something that is going to help us really dig into our lives in the 90s and what was going on in the 1990s. You found a copy of Teen Magazine from August of 1993. I am so excited. It was such a fun discovery. I'll tell the whole story a little later on in the episode. Perfect. Perfect. So we're going to cover that. We're going to talk about what was in magazines back in 1993, what articles, what headlines. Also, just like what were Rebecca and I doing in 1993? We hope that this triggers some fond, warm, fuzzy, nostalgic memories for all of you, too. I know some of you are listening. You're like, "Mm, I was a baby in 1993. (laughs) That's okay. You are still welcome to this conversation and listen to us old ladies talk about the good old days. So we're going to get to all of that in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you are new to Sorta Awesome, our Awesomes of the Week are the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now, whether it's a book or a TV show, a movie, music, a podcast, a product, just whatever is kind of bringing a little extra sparkle and glow to life. This week, Rebecca, what do you have for us? Okay, well, my awesome of the week is a silky robe that is elevating Mm. my morning style. (laughs) My goodness, tell me all about it. Well, I have discovered that I really love waking up and throwing on a robe, especially in the wintertime. My mom is a huge robe fanatic, and she gifted me years ago this really plush, thick, comfy winter robe. and. I kind of decided, you know, why am I only enjoying the luxury of a robe in the winter time? Mm, Why not get one for summer? That's right. Yes. So are you a robe wearer, Meg? Like when you get up, are you like instantly getting dressed? I know we kind of have covered your getting ready routine struggles, (laughs) but what are you wearing in the morning? Listen, in my heart, I want to be a robe lady. I want to have Like you were just describing in the fall and winter, something cozy to snuggle in in the spring and summer, something just beautiful and silky. Every time I have a baby, I buy a new robe. (laughs) Like to wear at the hospital? To wear at the hospital. 
And then I always think, okay, this is it. This is going to be the one. This is going to be the transformative robe that turns me into the robe lady that I am in my heart. And then Rebecca, I guess I am just too lazy. I end up in the mornings. I just, you know, putter around in my pajamas, honestly. So I have a vision in my mind of, like you said, something elegant and classy and just makes you feel fantastic. I just never quite make it a reality is the sad thing. Well, that's interesting that you own the robes to do it, but you're just not putting them on. (laughs) It's so true. The one that I bought when I had Nico over a year ago is hanging in my closet. I just never end up grabbing it. Maybe that's the problem. Here's my secret to success with actually wearing your robe. Okay. Yes. Uh You need to leave it on the floor next to your bed. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very clever (laughs) hack for making sure you wear your robe. My husband loves it. It's right there. He loves my pile of clothes. It's best if it's on top of another pile. Like if there's actually other clothes also on the floor. It's best if you have it on top of that. (laughs) I mean, it's on top of your not dirty enough to go in the laundry pile, but also it's not fresh from the laundry. So it's not in the closet or the drawer. You got to have a little pile right there. I mean, we all do this, right? Exactly. You are like in my head. Okay. Okay. Well, I have transformed into becoming a summer robe wearer. And Meg, I'm loving it. I Good. Maybe you have just better pajamas than what I do. My pajamas have never been all that great. I never feel really good in my pajamas. I always feel frumpy and blah in my pajamas. So, you know, that may be a future awesome of the week is if I elevate my pajama game a little bit. But this robe I am loving. So it is a polyester blend. It's very soft and silky, but it's not super high end because it's just polyester. It's only $15 on Amazon. Nice. So this is a good like intro into the summer robe wearing lifestyle, right? It's not high stakes. The brand is Miss Lovely and it is a floral short kimono style robe. It comes in extra small to extra large. I got mine in the dark blue floral print. It has a double tie to it. So you can like tie it on the inside as well as the wrap that goes around your waist for kind of some extra security that you're not going to go flashing people. Mm -hmm. It also has pockets, which I love. Now, I will admit, I wish these pockets were deeper. So if I put my smartphone in my pocket, it's not super secure. Oh, shoot. That's not great. But yeah, there are pockets. So, you know, we're making progress in the pocket world for women. (laughs) So I'm really liking this robe. I would love to hear from Awesomes if they have maybe a nicer, higher quality robe that they would recommend that they think is great. Pass that on to me, please. But if you're looking for a good intro robe, I recommend this Miss Lovely floral robe on Amazon. It sounds absolutely divine. And like you said, I mean, it's picking up your mornings. And if it's something that you can look forward to, just like a little treat as you're getting up and getting out of bed and getting the day going. I mean, it sounds fantastic. And that price point, you cannot beat it. Exactly. Okay. Well, Rebecca, I'm so excited about my Awesome of the Week this week. It's actually something that you personally brought into the life of my family. I love the sound of that. (laughs) Yes. This happens so often. It really does. But this is one, you guys, it's going to be a repeat. So if you have listened to Sort of Awesome for a while, you've heard Rebecca talk about this. 
I am here to confirm the very real awesomeness of this thing. Nico Gus, our baby, turned one last month. And you know, Rebecca, a lot of times in the Hangout group, we get this question from either moms who have, you know, babies turning one or people who are buying gifts, maybe for a niece or a nephew, for a friend's child, whatever. It's like, what do you buy a one-year-old? What do they do? They just like, they play with like bags from the grocery store and <laughs> and they play with their older siblings toys and stuff. But what do you get a one-year-old? Okay, this was something that you had suggested that you bought for Isaac, I believe, is the kid in your family. Yes. That started us mm-hmm. off on this. Okay, and it is the Hape Pound and Tap Bench with the slide-out xylophone. Oh my gosh, Rebecca, we got this for Nico and it has been such a hit. He loves it. Oh, good. It is so precious. He is super, the reason I thought, you know what? I think he might be ready for this. He is so into sorting toys. So I had picked up a couple of those sort of shape sorters. He loves to play with those, but even if he just finds like a cup with a lid or something like that. He's really into sorting, putting things on top, figuring out what goes in, what makes, you know, like what makes a lid stay on top. He's really in that discovery stage. So I thought this is going to be perfect timing for him on that. Plus, of course, as most toddlers love to do, he loves to pick things up and beat things on things. (laughs) (laughs) Spends a lot of time making noise and beating things. This thing has been absolutely perfect. And the design is so simple, especially if you are a family that likes to avoid, you know, like maybe you don't like to do a lot of battery operated toys. Maybe you like to have a little bit more classic design, more natural materials for your kids' toys. This checks all of those boxes and it is bright. It's fun. There's not a ton of pieces. It does have like three balls that go on the top for the tapping part of the toy, but those are pretty easy to keep track of because that's the other thing that drives me bananas is when a toy has a lot of parts because those things are going to spread throughout the house and never be seen again for sure. It's the worst. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, he has super, super loved this. And even, you know, just playing the xylophone sound, I mean, you know, it's compared to the vast array of kids' toys that are out there, it's kind of a nice little sound to hear. A relief from some of the other noisy stuff that goes along with having kids in the house. It really is a precious classic toy. I highly, highly recommend. And I'm so glad that little Nico loves it. Yay, you totally made his birthday. It's absolutely his favorite thing that he got. So thank you for that. And Thank you, Hape, for designing such a fantastic toy for young toddlers. This one has really been perfect. We'll put a link in the show notes for both Rebecca's lovely robe and also for the Hape Pound and Tap Bench if you guys want to go and check those out for yourselves. And of course, we always love to hear what's awesome in your life. If you haven't joined us on Instagram, we would love to have you over there. It's You can find us at Sorta Awesome Show on Instagram. We have an Awesome of the Week thread every Friday where everybody shares what is awesome in life right now. So many things have come into my life from our Awesome of the Week threads that have changed my life for the better. We also do this on Facebook. If you have not joined us in our Facebook community, we would love to have you. We have over 5,000 women in that Facebook community. We are really just helping each other along this path in life, including talking about Awesome of the Week every Friday over there. So come find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. 
Okay, friends, one of my favorite things right now is when people share things on social media with the hashtag quarantine made me do it. You'll see all kinds of funny stuff there, some things that are really regrettable, but I'm here to tell you one thing that you can do right now that you are not going to regret is signing up for First Leaf. We've been members at First Leaf for over a year now, and I have absolutely no regrets every single time I open one of their personalized boxes of wine that was shipped right to my door. First Leaf is so awesome. You start by taking a quick quiz to assess your wine drinking preferences. First Leaf then sends you six expertly picked bottles of wine based on your answers. And here is the very awesome part. First Leaf uses your ratings and your feedback on each of those bottles of wine to refine your future shipments. Just give each bottle a thumbs up or a thumbs down online, and First Leaf takes care of the rest. You can also choose what types of wine you want in your next box. First Leaf updates their inventory every month, and so we always have something new to try. Plus, I love that First Leaf subscriptions are super flexible. You can choose when and how often you want to get shipments. First Leaf also has a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so if you get a bottle that you are not into, First Leaf is going to cover that cost. So, awesomes, go today, sign up to get six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. That's six bottles of wine for only $29.95 at tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. All right, Rebecca, I gotta know, tell me the story of how did these teen magazines, because you had more than this one, we decided to just camp out in the pages of teen from August of 1993, but you had a few more. How did these manifest into your life? How did you get them back into your hot little hands? Okay, I am a sentimental fool. And I also have always been obsessed with like this idea that somebody in the future could be fascinated by my life. Young Rebecca just really like when I would write in my journals, I was always writing with the (laughs) expectation that they would be read by others in the future. This feels right. This feels right. Especially for an ESFP. This is totally an ESFP Uh performer. I'm like blushing. This is embarrassing, but that's just the truth. Young Rebecca kept things and I put together a time capsule because of course, why would I not? Yeah, totally. I love this. Now, I don't know what happened. I think my parents have been actively trying to really pare down, clean out their life. Every time I'm at their house, they're like, I have more of your stuff to go home. Why is there so much of my stuff still at my parents' house? You know how much stuff my husband's parents have? Nothing. (laughs) Nate brought nothing from his childhood into our home. Nothing. I have so much, it's still coming. There's still stuff there. I don't understand. So my mom brought this time capsule. And during quarantine, my husband and I, one of our projects is that we wanted to kind of reorganize our attic. We had some work that was done up there and the people that were working had to shift some things around. And so we needed to kind of like reorganize. And I stumbled across this time capsule. I don't even know when my mom brought it to Pennsylvania. Guys, I'm originally from Ohio. I have no idea where this came from. But the time capsule like appeared. I'm like, what's this? I didn't even know this was in my attic. So this 1993 teen magazine was in there. Also in there is a newspaper from the death of Diana. Princess Diana. Oh, wow. Okay. Also from a newspaper from Bill Clinton admitting that he had an affair. Okay. 
I'm like looking through this with my daughter and I'm like, oh, this is like significant. She's like, what? What is it? I was like, uh, we're moving on. <laughs> yes. But I also had this August 1993 teen magazine. Now in 1993, I was 11 years old. I have to say that's a little yum for teen magazine. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's actually mm -hmm. evident by the fact that this is not my address or my name that's on this magazine. This is from my best friend from childhood. She was three years older than me. Oh. This is her address, her name. I guess okay. she had passed this on to me at some point in time. And so I kept it and it is quite the treasure. <laughs> she was like, here, Rebecca, you need this more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so fun. I was thinking about that as we were prepping for this show. I was like, wow, Rebecca's, I mean, because I knew you're five years younger than me. I was like, you're a lot younger than most girls who are reading like the teen magazines. So this all makes sense now that it was from a friend, a hand-me-down magazine. And I luckily, was going into fifth grade and, you know, I probably wasn't even reading this then. Like this probably no, right. is something that she gave me like down the road. I'm cleaning exactly. out my stuff, Rebecca. Do you want these? Because I'm reading this and I'm like, trust me, I looked up what I was into in when I turned 11. For my 11th birthday, I got a pack of Barbie clothes. I got mm -hmm. a puppy calendar. I got okay. some books. I got some chocolates. This teen magazine was not my life yet at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> you were not the targeted teen reader when you were going into fifth grade. I was way too innocent for teen magazine. <laughs> That is so fantastic. And that reminds me too that, I mean, for me, teen magazines, these were a staple in my growing up years. Really, by the time I hit probably 12, 13, 14, I had 17 magazine. I had YM. I can remember YM, which originally stood for Young Miss. I can remember even before my parents would let me get a subscription to that, going to the school library and reading it like cover to cover in the library. I loved it. Definitely teen magazine. There were so many teen focused magazines. And yes, you would, I would hang on to them for a long time because they had a lot of great tips in them and they had, you know, advice and those types of things. A lot of them are not in print anymore. 17 magazine stopped being published after the December 2018, January 2019 issue. Even Teen Vogue, which is a huge magazine, has a huge online presence, doesn't put out a print copy anymore. So many magazines have transitioned to being online only. And I feel like that the Girl Teen Magazine has also kind of gone that way as well. So we don't have that tradition and that ritual anymore of like, here are all of my magazines. Let me give you the ones I've been saving. So that's kind of sad. All right. So you were going into fifth grade in August of 1993. I had just turned 16 years old, just had my sweet 16 birthday party in June of 93. So in August of 93, I mean, I was having a real moment, Rebecca. <laughs> Oh, tell me all like, about it. This is the heart. This is like actually kind of like pinnacle of my teenage years. So I just turned 16. I was just about to start my junior year of high school. Actually, that month would have started my junior year of high school. I had a long time serious boyfriend named Todd, who I had dated since my freshman year. I was absolutely convinced that we were going to get married. I would practice writing my name, Megan, and his last name over and over in my notebooks. <laughs> I love it. Keep going. <laughs> it looked real good together. I'll tell you that much too. <laughs> now, um, spoiler alert about that relationship. We would later break up during my junior year. 
And the very next girl that he would ask out on a date was a young woman who many of us know and love today, Laura Tremaine. Ah, (laughs) plot twist. (laughs) Plot twist. And that's how Laura and I met. I didn't even really know Laura at that time. I would get to know her later in high school. But so yeah, I just turned 16. I just got my driver's license. I drove an electric blue Chevy Camaro. I was in show choir. It was just like really pinnacle, like peak teen Meg was happening in August, 1993. So this magazine brought back some memories. I was like, oh my gosh, I remember all of this. This was just so my reality. So that was so fun. I loved even just looking at the headlines on the cover, just like what they had put on the cover. And I know one of them was update your look, like get ready. Cause of course the August editions would have been talking about going back to school. So like, what are you going to wear as you go back to school? Before we get into what the magazine would have had us do, Rebecca, I know you said you're going into fifth grade, so you might've had a little bit more, (laughs) little little less be, you know, might not be very fashion conscious, but do you remember like what would have been a typical Rebecca look for you in August of 93? Well, guess what? I found a picture of me from my first day of school. You did. I I love it. I was wearing a big long t-shirt with like a slight ruffle on the bottom, kind of like maybe a large tunic type thing. It was solid red, no other design on it. I had matching red biker short style shorts Ah, underneath. Yes. Mm, There was matching red socks and white tennis shoes. My hair was permed. I had big bangs and a big white bow on top of my head. (laughs) That is so fantastic. You had put together a whole coordinated look. Oh, yes. Literally head to toe. (laughs) Absolutely. So fun. Okay. For me, I just, when I think about my junior year of high school, I think about, we were still wearing some really pretty baggy jeans, jeans that definitely have the mom jean cut that when mom jeans came into style for my daughter's generation, I was like, why are you girls wearing this? We have left this behind. I'm still saying why. I have gradually started to accept it. Daisy, our oldest, who's 15, she loves mom jeans. She loves that high cut. And I've gotten over the initial shock of it to where I'm like, well, you know, if it makes you happy, go for it. But when I first saw this style coming back, Rebecca, I was just befuddled. Like we've come so far since the early 90s. Why are you girls bringing this back? But so, yeah, we definitely had those baggy jeans with the mom cut, thick, leather belts. You tucked everything in and belted it always for sure. I feel like I wore a lot of baggy. I mean, just everything was so baggy, like an oversized, I would consider it now oversized t-shirt, but that was just the style. That's just what you wore. It was just like Mm -hmm. a loose fitting t-shirt, but then again, you've got it tucked in or, you know, plaid was totally having a moment at that age. And so I know I had, you know, button down plaid shirt. I had rugby style, men's rugby style shirts. Do you remember this Oh, yes. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like my school picture from either my sophomore or my junior year, I was wearing like an olive, like a hunter green and maroon rugby style shirt with a thick white collar. Yes, I can see it. I can see it in my mind. Yeah. (laughs) I also had permed my hair, but you know what? It's interesting by this time, by the time I was in high school, I had let my bangs grow out. 
I think I was just like over it because when I was in middle school, I always had bangs and just fussing with bangs all the time. As anybody who has bangs now or then knows, they are, they can be a little high maintenance. Yeah. I think by this time I just was over the whole thing and had just grown it out, but I definitely had a perm happening. It was all very 90s. Meg, my bangs were so thick. Like they went so far back on my head that I grew my bangs out three different times, like to thin (laughs) them down. Like I'm like, oh, this is too much bang. Let me start growing them out. I did that three times before my bangs were completely gone. Oh my gosh. Bless it. Yeah, I have really thick hair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but so let's hear it. Take us into the pages of teen from August of 93. What were they telling us to do to update our look? Okay, so they were talking about some different styles for back to school. Some that really stood out to me were printed corduroy, like patterned Mm. corduroy shirts. Of course, always like over what we would consider oversized right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quilted velvet. Okay. I believe yes, that. That sounds familiar. I can. The I can headline said velvet isn't just for nighttime. It's for always. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> also, they were talking about what they called granny boots, which would actually be mm-hmm. like the equivalent of today's booties, little black right. boots. So interesting to see them come around opaque tights underneath oh, yes. cut off jean shorts. Now, I absolutely did do that. Yes. Yes. I totally did that. that. Body suits. Yes. I had a bodysuit. It was either my junior or senior year of high school. Again, it was hunter green. I guess I just felt like that was my signature color at the time. My seventh grade picture was taken in a bodysuit. And I distinctly remember how I felt that day at school because it was like the most skin tight of shirts. Mm-hmm. So yep, t- that's like, what I was just thinking. I don't understand. Why were our t-shirts so big and then our bodysuits were painted onto us? I know. <laughs> that's true, Rebecca. It's so true. And it was like there was no middle ground. No. It was either like you're wearing, you know, big oversized blousey boxy t-shirt or this bodysuit that snapped at the crotch. Yes. So it was it like was a like- bathing suit that I was wearing for my school picture. It was long sleeve. It was floral. It was a turtleneck, a turtleneck bodysuit. Yeah, I think mine was too. Mine was a solid color, but I'm pretty sure mine was also a turtleneck and it was a bodysuit. Like, why? Why were we doing this? And I didn't feel good in it. I remember. I remember being there. I mean, like, why am I making this choice for myself? I do not feel good in this bodysuit today. Okay. Another thing that they talked about was the crocheted vest. How to wear it and how to Mm -hmm. not wear it. I will tell you, I never did wear it. It sounds like you did. (laughs) I did not have one myself. I don't like vests really in general, but I absolutely can just picture in my mind friends wearing them. I can just like scanning through the scrapbooks of my mind. I absolutely can see that crocheted vest being worn by friends during this era for sure. Well, another standout from the magazine was a photo shoot spread titled Eco Style. And it was a photo shoot done at a nature preserve. But then the interesting thing is that it was filled with quotes about acknowledging that the environment was important without actually teaching you anything about why the environment was important. And while not promoting any environmental friendly clothing, (laughs) it was like (laughs) regular fast fashion and splashing some quotes about 
teens care about the environment. It's just a photo shoot at a nature preserve. Like that's that's the only thing that made it actually eco-friendly. That feels completely on brand for 90s style activism. <laughs> so hilarious. Let's do a photo shoot and we'll all feel better about ourselves. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is too funny. Okay, I'm loving it. I hope that all of you are thinking about what you were wearing. Were you totally on trend with some of these styles that Teen Magazine was helping you know how to style and wear it correctly? Like that crochet vest? Oh my goodness, it's such a moment in time. Okay, now another fun thing about Teen Magazine's a true staple, especially if you were reading them with a friend or like I always went through them with my sister. We always, Rebecca, we had to do the quizzes that were in there. The quizzes were such a highlight of the teen magazine. You know, honestly, today, who doesn't love a BuzzFeed quiz? Exactly. (laughs) They are such a fun, indulgent way to really navel gaze and like really be like, I want you to hear quiz. Please reveal truth about myself to me through these arbitrary (laughs) questions and answers that I'm going to pick. So... But you found a quiz for us. What did you find? Okay, so we are going to take the quiz. Would you or do you make a good girlfriend? Mm, I feel nervous about this one. Well, you've been married for a long time. The answer is probably yes. <laughs> should I answer as my current self or should I answer as my 1993 version of myself? I, I think you need to answer as your current self. I think you have <laughs> some aged wisdom here that, okay. that we all could maybe glean from. The first question, when your boyfriend meets your friends, you Mm -hmm. hope he, A, dresses really cool, B, holds your hand so everyone knows he's yours, or C, (laughs) likes everyone and has a good time. (laughs) I can just imagine me really like prepping Kyle when we're going to go meet friends. Like, what are you wearing? Let's make sure you look okay. (laughs) I'm going to style this whole look. He'd be like, I'm sorry. Who are you? Also, yeah, the hand-holding thing. I think I would be the one that would be like, it's too sweaty. Don't hold my hand. <laughs> so I'm going to have to say for me, the answer is C. I want to make sure everybody gets along, of course. Okay, well, but it sounds like maybe it's A, that he dresses really cool. <laughs> okay, well, I'll mark you down for C. Okay, you get okay. three points. Okay, next okay. question. If you need a new skirt for school or for your podcasting day, you'd... <laughs> A, shop till you find one that you really like. B, buy one you think your boyfriend would like. Or C, ask your boyfriend to come along so he can give his okay. Oh my gosh, no. It's so (laughs) problematic. Don't do that. (laughs) You know, I can say in all honesty, I'm trying to be so serious and so honest right now. I can imagine that my sister is listening and she's going to disagree with me about this because she was right there by my side during all of these years. But I cannot ever remember like going shopping with Kyle or anybody that I was dating to be like, will you help me pick out my new thing? I just, I don't know. That's just not ever. Sounds like a nightmare. I mean, with my husband, (laughs) like he would hate that. Yeah. I kind of hate shopping just for myself, like alone. I get irritated with myself that I have to try everything on kind of like maybe two or three times. Nate would be like, no, I'm out. Call me an Uber. I'm, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Point me to the nearest exit. I genuinely do think that I would just pick something that I like for myself. Even when I was a teenager, I know for sure now that I would only just pick whatever I like. 
This is interesting. And it's funny because I genuinely, like I was so, so, so boy crazy as a teenager and really prioritized the boyfriend opinion and all of that stuff. But I just, when it came to clothing, I don't think then or now I would have been asking for my man's opinion on what I was wearing. Good for you. Okay, one last question. And let's okay. see if you can figure out why I picked this one. Okay. okay. The perfect gift from a boyfriend would be A, a single red rose to show how much he cares. B, 14 karat gold hoops to show me how much he spent. Or <laughs> s- <laughs> Okay. Or C, Tickets for two to a concert he knows you've been dying to see. (laughs) Now, listen, this one's a little complicated. The rose I could give or take. I mean, whatever, that's whatever. But the earrings, truly one of the best gifts that Kyle's ever given me was a pair of diamond stud earrings, not because he spent money on them, but because he remembered that from the time I was a little girl, My mom always wore a pair of diamond stud earrings and I had mentioned it in passing to him one time that I just thought, you know, I, you know, I'd like to have a pair like that because she just keeps them in her ears all the time. And he remembered that and got them for me for Christmas one year. And it was a year that we could not afford it. So I was like, oh my goodness. But yeah, here's the thing. I'm so conflicted because I would love those concert tickets. I love music. Is that why you picked this one? Well, I picked this one because my husband gave me concert oh, tickets. <laughs> concert tickets. Yes, because I am obsessed with Harry Styles and he gave me concert tickets. Which is Hall of Fame. Best husband moment ever going to Nate Hoffer right there. This is so hard for me because I would love to go to a concert, but Kyle is not a concert person at all. But I would probably of that list, I would probably still pick the concert tickets. Okay. <laughs> Well, you have scored three points for each of the questions, which means, you know, obviously you picked the best answer and that (laughs) indicates happy days ahead. You have the makings for a great girlfriend. Good, good. 22 years of marriage later, I feel confident that at one point I was a good girlfriend and we're doing something right over here, I guess. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Awesome. That was so fun. I love a quiz. Those are so fun. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more from our teen August 1993 nostalgia flashback in just a few minutes. Hey, awesomes. No one knows as well as I do that small businesses have unique needs. And despite the current uncertainty, one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. When your business is ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person quickly. And that's no surprise because LinkedIn Jobs helps you narrow in on the right candidates quickly. They offer personalized job targeting, candidate screening questions, and they have got a powerful matching algorithm that helps 80% of hirers on LinkedIn receive a qualified applicant in just 24 hours. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 690 million members worldwide. LinkedIn job screens candidates with the hard and soft skills that you're looking for and puts your job in front of qualified members every day so that it's seen by people looking for jobs like yours. That's how LinkedIn jobs can help you hire the right person faster. So when your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. 
Just visit linkedin.com slash awesome. Again, that's linkedin.com slash awesome to get $50 off of your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Hey friends, I'm an old school believer that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But when I started cutting back on sugar, I realized I basically can't eat my favorite breakfast cereals anymore. And you know, that's one of the main reasons why I absolutely fell in love with Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon has zero sugar and 11 grams of protein. Talk about starting your day off right. They only have three net grams of carbs per serving, and they come in four delicious flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes so amazing you guys that my kids love it too. My kids love a healthy breakfast cereal. They don't even know that how healthy it is. They just know they love the taste. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. These days, I am totally digging that cocoa flavor. So if you want to discover the magic that is Magic Spoon, go to magicspoon.com awesome and grab a variety pack to try today. And be sure to use our promo code awesome at checkout to get free shipping on that. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com awesome and use the code awesome for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring Sorta Awesome. Okay, Rebecca, we're back. We're talking about all of these fun things that we found in T magazines from the 90s. Now, one thing that we're going to, you know, kind of mention, this is so funny to me, again, such a moment in time. You found an article that was 50 things guys think you should know about. Find out how you can make them fall in love. What makes them jealous and other juicy stuff. I feel like this was pretty standard issue for teen magazines in the 90s, and honestly, probably a little bit longer than that. I have read many articles like that, not just in teen magazines, but also in like Cosmo, Redbook, other ladies' magazines. Rebecca, I know you kind of glanced through the article and had a uh, something to share with us about that. Well, this is the type of article that I definitely would have poured over for sure. But I have to say that the standout moment for me was number 14. It says that 45% of boys like toenails natural and 45 like them polished. The other 10% like to see a girl's foot either way. And I just have to say (laughs) that I am shocked that this is in here. I mean, they make no mention of fingernails, but the toenails, I mean, this is... Quality journalism that we have got to know as to how teenage boys feel about our toenails. I have Mm -hmm. to tell you that if I called Nate in here right now in this moment and quizzed him, are my toenails currently painted or not? I don't think he would get the answer right. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. I mean, truly, a lot of those articles, you know, getting the inside scoop from boys really were just like so centered on the boy response. I don't know. It's so funny. But you know what, Rebecca, I went and looked at what some of the sort of headlines on the websites are for current girls magazines. So over at 17, which is now at 17.com, some of the headlines right now in this moment are how to protest safely right now. Oh my goodness. Right. That's a big improvement. (laughs) I know. Best YA books to read about race and Black Lives Matter is one of the headlines. 30 grad gifts you'll want to buy for yourself. So, you know, don't wait around for somebody else to buy you a graduation gift. Get it for yourself. 
loving that. The most inspiring celeb graduation speeches. So these are some of the headlines at 17.com. And then I mentioned earlier Teen Vogue. They've really made a huge transition away from not just being about fashion and beauty, although one of their headlines Rebecca is TikTokers swear by these under $20 gold earrings. So, you know, we got to get that TikTok headline working. (laughs) But their like lead story right now is what comes next for college students. Of course, lots of us still still wondering what's going to happen on school campuses in the fall. I mean, there's all kinds of serious style journalism that teen girls have access to now that that just was not part of our social understanding of teen girls in the 90s for sure. I am so impressed. A great improvement from a eco-friendly photo shoot that acknowledges almost nothing about the environment. (laughs) Yes. And also find out how to make a boy fall in love with you. (laughs) And whether they care about your toenails. Oh, my word. Exactly. Girls, we've come a long way. We've come a long way from those days. Okay. Another one that you talked about in this teen magazine is it gave a list of celebrities to kind of keep an eye on. But we thought it would be fun to talk about, and there was a good list of some celebrities. They were all men. I don't know. <laughs> that was Oh, well, because it was it, it's all about the men. I've never read a tea magazine as a kid that featured women. But so they gave some lists of some celebrity dudes to keep an eye on up and coming. But we thought it would be more fun to talk about who were the celebrities that we maybe had crushes on that we thought were cute back in those days. Now, again, this is putting you in fifth grade. So maybe you didn't have like a true sense of like having a crush on a celebrity or maybe you did. Oh, I did, girl. I did. (laughs) I was trying to maintain your innocence, but no, let's hear everything. I I distinctly remember being in preschool and having a crush on a boy in my class. I mean, I, I had my eye on the prize early, early on. This is turning into a little bit of a confessions episode here because I was really really obsessed with the show Baywatch. Really? 100%. I watched it the moment that it premiered until it went off the air. I loved Baywatch so much. And my biggest celebrity crushes came from Baywatch. I had two of them. The first one was Jeremy Jackson. He played Hobie, which is the son of David Hasselhoff's character. He was more age appropriate. And in fact, A full page picture of him also is in the time capsule. (laughs) You probably don't even know who he was, but he was really important to me. Yes. (laughs) But the truth is, is that 11 year old Rebecca was not crushing as hard after Hobie as she was after the character Eddie played by Billy Warlock. Eddie was young. He was in his 20s. He was dating a blonde woman named Shawnee. I was obsessed with him. I just looked him (laughs) up, okay? He's 59. I feel a certain way about some pictures I just saw of him at the age of 59. I feel attacked by that Google search. (laughs) But I had Eddie in my locker at school. Oh, my word. I was so into him. He went on to be a character on Days of Our Lives, which I also was obsessed with. So, I mean, I was crushing hard. and Nobody else is even going to know who I'm talking about. I feel like it was such a narrow crush, you know, like nobody cared about Hobie. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) But fifth grade Rebecca did out in Ohio daydreaming about Hobie. Oh, my goodness. That is so fun. I was thinking about who were some of my celebrity crushes. So 1993 was the year The Sandlot came out. 
a classic movie that my twins recently had started watching. We found it on Prime and they thought it was so fun. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my seven-year-old twins are <laughs> totally into this movie. I tried to get my girls to watch it. They were not into it. But The Sandlot came out in 93. And one of the stars from that actually was on that list that you found in the teen magazine. His name's Mike Vitar. And he played Benny or Benjamin Rodriguez, Benny the Jet Rodriguez in the Sandlot, I do remember thinking he was super cute. Oh, yes. He was movie. 100% the hot one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was like, I was trying to remember, okay, if I was like, you know, mid high school, I think he was supposed to be younger, but I did look him up as a person. He's actually only one year younger than me. So I feel good about the age appropriateness <laughs> of my crush on Mike Vitar. You know, I actually looked, he retired from acting after 1997 and just is doing other things with his life not doing acting anymore. So I thought that was interesting. Some other actors that I would have had a crush on, for sure, the character of Carrie Elways or just Carrie Elways in this era. So from The Princess Bride, Wesley or The Dread Pirate Roberts, Carrie Elways in that movie is so cute. I definitely would have had a celebrity crush there. This one's a little bit embarrassing because this guy is super, (laughs) super problematic now. Tom Cruise in the movie Far and Away which he started with Nicole Kidman. I loved that movie. Me too. Super Tell super me you like my hat. <laughs> I still use that line. My kids are like, what are you talking about? Who's Shannon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was so, so super cute in that movie. I loved that movie. I watched it over and over. I thought it was so romantic. And he had that mop of tousled hair. And that Tom Cruise smile and yeah, I thought he was looking pretty good. Probably my biggest celebrity crush that's so dumb is I had the biggest crush on Mark Paul Gosseler, Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. When oh, time we made the for sure. <laughs> he was my imaginary boyfriend every time I played that game in my head. <laughs> Well, one time when we were in college, I made the mistake of telling Kyle that I had had a crush on Zach Morris when I was, you know, younger because, you know, I was in college, I was so old by that time. And he teased me about that for the next decade solid. Like he'd be like, well, I mean, I'm no Zach Morris, but (laughs) (laughs) so he was probably at the peak of my celebrity crushed him there. But there, you know, the 90s, that was a good time. There was a lot of guys and girls that were totally crush worthy in those days for sure. So yeah, as we kind of are rounding things up here, Rebecca, I know you noticed something as you flipped through the magazine. First of all, probably amazed by how many ads were in there. I can remember my mom used to get even like Good Housekeeping or whatever magazine she subscribed to. She'd flip through it. I can remember her saying this, Almost every time she read a magazine, she'd be like, oh, it's mostly ads anyway. It's mostly ads. This thing's mostly ads. (laughs) Not just ads, but in ladies' magazines, you'd have the ads with the perfume samples that would fall out everywhere. (laughs) Headache-inducing. Headache-inducing. That was when I discovered, oh, I can't really wear perfume. I do now because I wear more natural ones. But when I was a teenager, I was like, I can't wear it. It's all headache to me. So anyway, you flipped through the magazine and noticed some interesting things about the ads that were in there. Well, do you have any guesses as to what the main topic was of these ads? Like what the main product was they were selling? Product category. Yeah. I would guess makeup. You're on the right track. It was like so much personal hygiene. 
Like that's like really? all that is in the magazine is personal hygiene. So we're talking makeup. I mean, that's not really hygiene, but, you know, personal care product, uh, yeah. shampoo, okay. shaving cream, mm-hmm. deodorant. Ironically, there was a teen spirit deodorant ad in this magazine that also <laughs> featured Kurt Cobain. Didn't he sing yes. a song titled Smells uh, Like Teen Spirit? Yes, that was Nirvana's sort of breakout song. Seeing those things two together in this magazine was kind of like a brain blowing moment for me. And there was so many, so many ads about tampons and pads. And the period related ads were often very instructional. Like they would have. Whoa, right there in the ad? In the ad, like DIY, not DIY. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, but not <laughs> DIY. But like instructions, like how to, like how to use an OB tampon with like visuals. And like there, with, like there was with a, diagrams and everything? Yeah, like, well, not like anatomy, but like, okay. you know, the OB tampons don't have an applicator. And so it was like, well, this is like how you you open it. And, you know, there was a Q&A question one from like really? the Always brand. And I distinctly remember really reading those because I was I mean my period was not yet a thing in 93 you know but it was like a big deal to me this headline really spoke to me it said no one ever has to know one you still use a nightlight two you sing show tunes in the shower three your parents were hippies and no one ever has to know you have your period introducing stay free ultra thin (laughs) (laughs) that spoke to me I was yep. terrified of anyone ever knowing I was having my period. It was like my worst nightmare. Stay free, really leading the charge and encouraging girls to internalize a lot of shame about their periods right from the ad. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I remember opening it so slowly so nobody would hear the crinkle. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Yes, it's true. You know, I will say this. I think that times have changed a little from that time. I feel like my daughter's friend groups, they talk about it, not like maybe as candidly as you and I might as women who are, you know, like this is just part of life. But I do think that they talk about it. It's more of a reality. I think it's lost some of its taboo in nature, thankfully, finally, for this generation of girls, as opposed to when we were teenagers, because I'm the same way. Like if I had to go to change a tampon during the school day, like I would do everything to be like, okay, do I, should I take my purse? No, if I take my purse, everyone will know I'm on my period. So can I scrunch this down in my hand, make it really small? You know, it was just like trying to think of any way that I could get to the bathroom without anybody knowing why I was going to the bathroom. You stick it up your shirt sleeve yes. and hope that it doesn't fall out. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, oh well, one thing that really did surprise me, though, about the ads is there was this entire section in the back of the magazine that I completely forgotten about, and it was dedicated to mail order because this was before oh, yes. the age of the internet. So there was all yes. this mail order There was Columbia House getting eight CDs or 12 cassettes for one penny. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember those ads for sure. Did you ever buy that Columbia House membership? You know, I don't think I did do the Columbia House for music, but later in life, I got kind of scooped up into one of those situations, but it was for books. It was like a book membership thing. I never did do the music, but I remember those music. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Ravenclaw forever, for sure. But Yes, I remember those mail order things. Kyle and I have talked and left about, because when I was younger, they had those in the back of kids' magazines too. I can remember like begging my parents if I could, you know, 
right away and send money to get these different products that were in the back of magazines. Well, I had one that I found in the back of my magazine. Okay, but first, before I tell you what that was, there was definitely some problematic ones. There was lots of diet plans. There was the book Getting Boys, the book How to Kiss Great, a surefire step-by-step program to becoming more popular. I mean, oh, so sad. But the thing that I found that I actually had as a kid, and this is so on brand, it was a book, 1,001 Things You Can Get for Free. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it spoke to your blossoming frugal heart, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I think this book walked so Crystal Payne with Money Saving Mom could run. (laughs) Because still, then in my 20s and 30s, I was signing up for free stuff that I could have sent to my house. That is brilliant. I love it. Okay. Well, we are almost at the end of our episode. And one of the things that I always loved at the end of magazines is that there would usually be like one sheet at the end, one page at the end where people wrote in and shared some of their like most embarrassing moments or other stories from their lives. So Rebecca, I know you skimmed through that. Do you have any embarrassing moments from our sistren back in those days that they had shared? Yes. This one was my favorite one for a couple of reasons. It says, One night I was bored, so I decided to page myself from my crush's phone number just to see what it looked like if he really paged me. So the girl says that she paged herself, her crush's number, to see what it would look like if he had actually paged her. I feel like this is reminding me of like, you know, modern day stalking someone's Instagram. Uh, Oh, how the times have changed, but yet the theme is still the same. Okay. So that continues. The next day at school, he asked to see my pager. I had forgotten to erase his number. He saw it and looked at me like I was an obsessed stalker. (laughs) Which is the exact same feeling that you get when you are an obsessed stalker and you are scrolling someone's Instagram and you like something from like 2007. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Different words, but same theme. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. I love it. Rebecca, this has been so much fun. I needed this dose of nostalgia in my life for sure. So thank you so much for bringing us this treasure in the form of Teen Magazine. Thank you, Teen Magazine, August 1993. You were problematic, but you know what? You were a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you, Rebecca. Seriously, you are on social media. So if anybody would like to come and find you to talk more about Teen Magazine's or anything at all, remind people where we can find you. Yes, you can find me all around social media at Simply Rebecca. You can find my blog at simplyrebecca.com where I talk about parenthood and homemaking from a more frugal and green perspective. Awesome. Just as a reminder, you can find me on all the things on social media at Sort of Awesome Meg. So awesome community, if you have any comments, if you just want to talk about teen magazines or you want to talk about teens today or just whatever that's awesome you want to talk to us about, and you want to participate in all the awesome things, you can join us on Facebook. Like I said, come find us in the hangout, facebook.com slash group slash sort of awesome hangout. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok and YouTube. You can even get your daily dose of awesome from our other podcast, Awesome Today. So do not miss out on any of that. Again, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sort of Awesome. The Sort of Awesome Show is a production of Sort of Awesome Media, the company that is gently bulldozing its way through the upper boundaries of awesome.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.